Okay, places, please. We'll try again, everyone. Right. When you're ready, take two. Episode 5. Welcome to the year 2011. May. Boston, USA. Kat, or Ina as she is now known, is 35 years old. Good evening and a warm bienvenue to Chez Renard. My name is Marie, and I'll be your server this evening. Would you like me to tell you about the restaurant's history? Um, uh, alright. Um, Chez Renard was established in 1962 by Chef Jean-Etienne Renard, who had arrived to Boston from the small French town of saint marcel sur the previous year. The first few months were, <clears throat> uh, as I was saying... The first few months were difficult for Chez Renard, as he... <coughs> Ahem. Yes? I'm sorry, we're kind of hungry. Maybe we could hear the history another time. Ahem. Very well. <clears throat> Let me tell you all about our menu. I see you have booked the 12-course Lays Delices, De La Mer, Taste the Menu. Excellent choice. Would you like me to tell you about all the dishes now, or each one as I bring them out? I, uh, As you bring them out, please. Um, yes. Certainly, Monsieur. Ahem. May I bring you an aperitif, perhaps? Yes, could we have some champagne, please? Of course. Would you like a bottle or a glass? I'd like some, too. So, a bottle, maybe? Of course, madame. May I recommend the Paul Roger Brut Reserve of 2000 Vintage? It's, uh, it's uh, this one here. Oh, um, why not? We are celebrating after all, right, Ina? We are. <laughs> Hard to believe that 2000 is vintage now. Well, in wine, anyways. Ahem. A fine choice, Monsieur Madame. I will return to its suite with your selection. Thank you. <laughs> What's going on with her? Where? Have you brought me, Andy? I've only been here once for lunch. I wanted to take you somewhere really nice. The food is supposed to be top-notch. It is lovely. Our server <laughs> seems a bit odd, that's all. Agreed. But I don't think she recognized you, so that's a plus. It is. Ah. <sighs> Maybe I'm too used to people pandering to me because of the fame thing. You will tell me if I start getting too big-headed, right? Sure thing. Don't think you could get any snootier than Marie there. <laughs> uh, good to know. <laughs> Here you are, Monsieur. Oh, yes. That looks great. Yes. Very nice. Ahem. 
Did you know that Paul Roger was Winston Churchill's favorite champagne? No. It started back in 1908, and it is estimated that Churchill drank two bottles of champagne a day. When he died in 1965, Paul Roger placed a black border around Thank the you. label. Very interesting. I think it's time for us to make a toast now. Naturally, monsieur. Ahem. May I ask what you are celebrating? It's our one-year anniversary. Of dating, I mean. Ah! Felicitations, monsieur. Mademoiselle. You'd better pop the question quick, monsieur, if you don't want this belle demoiselle to get away. If I may, monsieur, we have had many beautiful proposals right here in the restaurant. Ahem. I will return shortly with the first course. She's giving relationship advice now. <laughs> I mean, who proposes in a restaurant? I've never understood that. <laughs> I... Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's an American thing. Like people proposing at baseball games. I mean... What if they get a no? What if the person being proposed to feels like they have to say yes? Ah, it seems like too much pressure to me. Suppose it is an American thing. So not for you, I guess? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Such an embarrassing spectacle. <laughs> I like us. I like what we have. I like us too. I am very happy I met you. Me too. Did I ever tell you I almost didn't make it to that fundraiser? No, that would have been... I mean, I never would have dared approach you if I'd known who you were. <laughs> the distracted professor strikes again. Yes, I was never one for movies. I've tried to catch up, though. You're doing great. And it's good you are not in the... biz. You know? Means I can be in... <laughs> the real world, I guess. With you. I am happy to provide you some realness. You know what I mean. I do. I love you, Ina. I love you, Andy. To us? To us. Mmm. Mm. That is nice. Say what you like about our new chum Marie. She knows her stuff. She sure does. <sighs> Let me just move the orchids, like so. Monsieur, Mademoiselle, may I present your first course? Ahem. So here we have Castellets de Saint-Jacques à la crème d'Apernet. Oh, wow. Not sure I could move now. <laughs> Me neither. That was a lot of food. <laughs> Delicious, though. Yes. I'm glad you chose this place. 
<laughs> and the entertainment was free. It was. I think we needed those breaks in between the courses, actually. Absolutely. Wanna take a walk or something? To shake down all the food? <laughs> Perfect. Boston Common is right down the street. Thank you, Bonsieur, Mademoiselle. It has been a plaisir to serve you. Ahem. If you follow me, I will get your coat. So sorry to interrupt, but uh, aren't you Ina Fisher? Yes, that's right. Hello. Hi! Big fan. Loved you in Estazaline. <gasps> Thank you so much. Can I get a picture? I'm Eric, by the way. Uh, of course. Thank you so much! Alright, if I post it on Instagram? <laughs> of course. Thank you! This is so exciting! Nice to meet you, Eric. Take care. Bye. Thank you again. Could we get our coats, please, Marie? What? Ooh. Of course, Miss Fisher. I mean, uh, Mademoiselle Fisher. I apologize. I didn't realize. You look so much taller on screen. I'm sorry I didn't mean... That's quite all right. Of course, we have had quite a few famous guests over the years. Betty Davis was the very first in 1963, right around the time of whatever happened to Baby Jane. Wonderful performance. Uh, see, we have our wall of fame over there. Oh, we have to take a picture for our wall. If you just come with me. Ina Fisher, boy, you. You don't have to, you know. It's all right. Part of the job. Garçon, over here. Come take a picture. Now Fisher is here. Mademoiselle Fisher. Here, right in front of the orchid arrangement, please. Are we ready? Fromage. Fromage. One more. Encore. Thank you so much, Mademoiselle Fisher. We will be honored to display this on our wall. And please, come again. Sadly, Chef Renard is not here tonight, but he would be enchanté to meet you. Thank you. Our coats, please. Pardon, Monsieur. Of course. <sighs> Thank you. Anytime. Madame. Pardon, Mademoiselle Fisher. You should do something about that, Monsieur. Didn't I say so before? Propose. <laughs> Ahem. Don't want her getting away. Right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. And please come again. It was a true plaisir. <laughs> we escaped. We did. And it's a nice night. You up for that walk? Absolutely. Guess we are not going back there. I guess not. Shame. The food was good. Plenty of other restaurants. Yeah. Listen, I... What? I... Th I thought... I, I mean... Sometimes, despite everything, I guess I am just a typical American guy, you know? Yes? 
And I assume things. Okay. Like what? Like... We're in our thirties, and things seem to be going really well. They are. I love being with you. And I love being with you. So... I, I was planning to... I... I was going to be that embarrassing cliche guy proposing in the restaurant tonight. What? Oh. Oh, Andy. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to. Um, oh God, so, I'm I mean, so you don't have to answer right away. Right. Okay. And I'm not going to go down on one knee or anything, but I, will you think about it? About, about our future, if we, if we have one. Yes. I will, but marriage, I don't... All right, I'm not sure my heart could take the end of that sentence. I don't want to hurt you, and I want us to have some kind of future. I do too. Okay, so that's the start. Yeah. I think I want to go home and be alone. You sure? I added you to my hotel room. Yeah, the, the train ride will do me good. Time to think. Okay. If you're really sure? Yeah, it's been a long night. So, um... See you tomorrow? Maybe? All right. On fancy dinner somewhere? I'd love that. It's a date. Good. Here's my exit. See you tomorrow. See you. I love you. made fun of people proposing in restaurants and it turned out that's what he planned to do last night uh, Sharon uh, I feel awful of course you do oh, American men they can be as progressive as you please but when it comes to this proposing nonsense they are all completely brainwashed poor things <laughs> sounds like you've been proposed to a lot well, I am married, so one, obviously. <laughs> you had a beautiful wedding, but that's not what I asked. I think we proposed to each other, actually, but mm. she is American, so she did have some odd ideas about weddings. Anyway, where was I? <laughs> American men? Yes, before Beth, I had two proposals from American men, both sort of out of the blue. I think that's what threw me the most... Uh -huh. I mean, don't people talk about this sort of thing beforehand? Or is there a schedule I don't know about? After X amount of months or years together, I should expect to be offered a ring. I don't get it. <sighs> That's exactly what Andy said. He was like, we've been together a year and we are over 30 and everything's going well. I 
think you're right. There is a schedule. Aha! And the number of months go down if you're over 30 and up if you're not getting along well. It's not a schedule, it's an algorithm. <laughs> oh, Sharon, I've missed you. I'm so glad you happened to be in town today. Me too. I don't see you nearly as often as I'd like, Ina. You should come hang out with us for the weekend, play with the twins. Uh, I'd love to. I haven't seen them, or Beth, since your wedding. How old are they now? Almost three. They're completely impossible, but lucky for them, adorable. I can imagine. Are you... I know you gave up the idea of having kids. Is that still where you're at? Yeah. I've closed that book. Other priorities. I mean, imagine if I'd had a kid that one time I was pregnant. Be tied to that asshole my whole life. I don't think I ever really wanted children. I just got caught up in fixing what was broken. It was probably best it turned out the way it did. Yeah, definitely. So that's not a factor for you and Andy? No. (laughs) We've talked about that part, at least. Neither of us wants kids. All right, just the proposal to deal with them? Yeah. Or rather the where is our relationship going thing. He's not setting ultimatums. He just wants to know. That's fair enough. Yeah. So what do you want? (sighs) I was sort of hoping to just go on like we have been. And he is amazing. I've never been with anyone like him. He's really laid back, but he has such integrity, you know? A lot of the men I've dated, especially those I've met through work, get weird about my job. Either I'm more successful than they are, and they get insecure, Or it's the other way around, and they don't take my work seriously. With Andy, none of that matters. It's been such a relief to come here to Boston and sink into his couch and his arms for the weekend and hear all about the office intrigue at MIT feels real, you know? No spectacle or illusion, just life. (sighs) Though no matter where I live or who I date, there will always be an element of long distance. As long as I am still getting cast in movies, anyway. You think that will stop? My agent says it will probably peter out. 
35, Sharon. Not quite the ingenue anymore. <laughs> You're in your 30s. You're still young. But I get it. Hollywood standards of beauty and youth. All <sighs> that rubbish. Some of my peers are going for TV gigs instead. And it makes sense. If you get a syndicated hit show, you get to stay in one place and have steady employment for hopefully many seasons. But I enjoy the variety of different films. And I like to do indie productions when I get a chance. I, I don't know. <laughs> Shit, Sharon, this is turning into some sort of life crisis. What do I want to do? What do I want my life to be? <sighs> Sounds like you don't want to pursue a TV job. Uh, right. I don't. I probably should. But I don't want to. And it sounds like you want to be with Andy. I do. You just don't want to say I do. <laughs> True. You make it all sound so simple. I get that it's complicated, but your feelings don't seem very conflicted here. You know what you want. You just need to be honest with Andy about it. Maybe you can figure out a compromise. Yeah. See? Sorted. Easy peasy. That's what I'm here for. Thank you. Now, enough about me. I want to hear all about this project you are in town for. You're working with the MFA, is that right? Well, not yet. You have to win the bid first. But yeah, we're meeting them this afternoon. They're opening up their new contemporary wing this year and are looking to overhaul their whole visual identity. It's a really challenging idea. Da, na, na. La, da, da, da. Cool. <laughs> cool cat. Ina. Cool Ina. Ina? <laughs> Andy! There you are. Here I am. Do I you was want thinking to... maybe we... <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> Say you what? go ahead. <laughs> go, go ahead. <sighs> No, you. I was thinking maybe we could walk and talk. Unless you're really hungry. I was going to suggest the same thing. Great minds and all that. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking... Wait. Before you say anything. 
I've been doing a lot of thinking since last night. I don't... I would love to marry you if you'll have me and live with you if you want, but also... I don't want any of that to put pressure on you. I want you to be happy, and if I could be a part of your life and part of making you happy, I want to do that. But if not... I will be okay with that. I get that your life is pretty complicated. It is, but... Uh, can we sit? I, I don't... <laughs> I've never wanted to get married. I was engaged once, long ago. Got caught up in the romance of it. It was a really bad idea. And yes, my work means I am away a lot. And if we lived together, I think I would be more concerned about that. I get that. To me, commitment is what we decide it is. You and I, in this relationship, it's no one else's concern. I... I don't believe in marriage. And I don't believe you need it to be happy. Well... I definitely know a lot of married couples who are unhappy. Me too. And happy ones too, of course. But... <sighs> so... What do you want? <laughs> Guess I should have asked that before buying a ring. Can you take it back? Yeah. So... What I want... I really like our relationship the way it is right now. Where we each have a home to welcome the other into, and where we can make sure to spend time together, but where we also know that we are okay apart. Since I met you, <laughs> you are always the first person I want to tell when something happens. Good, bad, silly. There is an ease that I've never experienced before. I think I know what you mean. So basically, you want to stay as we are? Yes. Would that work for you? Yeah. It would. I'd like that a lot. <laughs> you would? I would. I think I got caught up in the idea of catching you, as Marie from last <laughs> night would say. <laughs> but I agree with you. We make our relationship and it doesn't concern anyone else. <laughs> I'm so happy. 
Would it be okay if we broke the no PDA rule just this once? Well, I don't see any paparazzi, so... Thank you for listening to Y2K Take 2. This episode was written and directed by Karen Heimdahl, with sound design by Talman Nair. Our intro and outro music is created and recorded by Jake Hawes. Listen to his podcast, Making Music with Jake Hawes, to hear more. This episode featured Janice Vestern as Ina slash Kat, Bailey C. Ellis as Andy, Anjali Kunapanani as Sheeran, Shannon Perry as Marie, and Harlan Guthrie as Eric the Fan. The drama school director was Sarah Golding, and the narrator was Emma Laslett. For more information, please go to y2kpod.com, or find us on social media at y2kpod. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on patreon.com slash y2kpod. Please join us again next month, when we meet Rachel in 2003. Thank you, everyone. That's a wrap for today. 